excuse me, in the Northern Hemisphere, on the East Coast. It is June 29th, 2018. Uh, not for Vader, but we'll get to that. Uh, my name is Cassandra, and I will be your host. And I uh, am very pleased, as always, to introduce my co-host, Vader. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. Yourself? I am great. It's been a grip, huh? It's been a grip since I've been here. I think you mean it's been a while. <laughs> That's what grip means. Yep. All right. That All right. is Vader's word of the day is grip. Uh, it means a while. Um, and uh, we, sorry. I'm just I'm sh- I'm trying to catch up with this this lingo, but <laughs> it's hard for us old Let folks. Me just type that into the notes. Grip means a while. <laughs> Just so you know, for future reference, that's the cool kid word of the day. Is that a young uh, thing, or is it a localized it's both, Baltimore thing? You know, it's, um, I think, I don't know how, I'm sure, do you know what, did you hear, have you heard Grip before? Uh, excuse me, let me introduce our very, <laughs> very, uh, excellent guest, Kat. Hi. Yes, uh, Kat, you are from North Carolina, is there anything else I should know about you? Uh, I study pre-veterinary medicine, and sometimes I play games. What's up, do you go to school? Yeah. Where do you go to school? Uh, Western Carolina. Oh, wow. I, uh, fun fact about me that we're just now finding out, I was pre-vet when I was in school. Oh, there um, you go. And I thought very deeply about going to Chapel Hill. Oh. Uh, yeah. I went to Urbana-Champaign instead. Yeah, no, I'm Big about vet. to graduate with a pre-vet, and then, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do from there. Maybe die. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, run the numbers on how much a veterinary degree costs people. Um, yeah. It is not a, it's not a pretty number. I think we're at 200 grand these days. It's great. Yeah, I'll it's just very... do a 180 and I don't know, get a job in like the film industry or something. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Do whatever. Listen, undergrad doesn't matter. Everybody knows that. It's all about that grad situation. So as long as you can go to grad school, you can still do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I have a degree in biology and I'll be your waiter today. All right, Kat has too many degrees now, and we're going to move away. Um, what I was saying, though, uh, are you familiar with the term grip? I'm actually not. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> it might be, it, you know, I grew up much closer to D.C. than Baltimore, and it may be more of a D.C. thing. Yeah. Or it could be something that I've picked up from, like, California podcasts. Who knows? I don't know. I'll look it up later. Anyway, yeah, grip means a while. Um, a hot second also means a, <laughs> a while. Hot minute. A hot minute. Yeah. I know that one. A hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, good we're getting off to such a strong start it's so good to be back um so as per usual we have to discuss our weather cat could you tell me what it is like in your neck of the woods uh, it's been pretty good we've been having some heavy rains but other than that hot and humid um have you gotten any like flash flooding or is it just like rain oh no like about a month ago we just like lost part of our our town oh it just like god it just flooded all over <laughs> Uh, that, uh, remind. there's a town in Maryland called Ellicott City, which some people may have seen in the news, which for the second year in a row now, uh, it has, like, a main street that is really just, like, the only main street in that town, um, and it is, got flooded up to, like, the second level of every building for the second year in a row, for no goddamn good reason, 
Um, and actually, when Pokemon Go was really big, that same street had a sinkhole open up. Uh, that was like, I, I mean, I thought the world was ending, and I was pretty sure Pokemon Go was a reason for it. And I was What's like, that? Are you is... blaming Pokemon Go? <laughs> I'm not actually, but it was that place was swamped so much then because, like, since it was a main street, it was like the main place around there to like get Pokestops and stuff. Um, and I remember drinking around there because I'm a cool hip girl, and uh, there was just like swarms of people doing Pokemon Go, and uh, then I think it opened. So like, draw your own conclusions. I don't know. Um, Did we lose yeah, any um, hunt? Uh, what are they called? Not hunters. What are they called? Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> the hunter wakes up from the bad ending in Yarnum, and they get totally fucking wiped out by a flood. Like, what are the odds? What are they yeah, called in Pokemon? Like, what are the like characters called? I can't think of the name. A lot of fun. Pokemon. You guys. Oh, uh, trainers. Trainers. <laughs> we got there. You got there. What are the Pokemon called? <laughs> Uh, no, I think everyone's fine, although, um, I mean, from that sinkhole, definitely, I think, like, maybe a car got sucked in, and then in this recent flood, like, it flooded so high that, like, it was like a tornado went through, like, the cars, like, turned over when they were caught up in the current, and I should mention, like... Ellicott City is not like I think it's you maybe guys are still on like about floods, and I'm getting like yeah, a that's word right. of like flood every two seconds or every couple oh, of seconds. Oh no, I just hear the word flood. Don't worry, it'll come back around. Um, but it's uh, it's bad anyway. Uh, so it's just hot and rainy, is what you're saying, Cat? Right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, my audio cut out, but it seems like we're back on track. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was flooding, and I was like, uh, I was on track to help out with a surgery on a bear and uh wow we were all like well we're stuck here now so that's wow. not gonna happen oh, is let's, that your... let's talk more about this bear surgery yeah um <laughs> is your track in pre-vet like wildlife or it's, is that well, just a happy so sentence? that's the weird thing everything seems to keep coming up like birds and stuff for me so like like i work with birds a lot and i don't i don't really like birds i think they're assholes um <laughs> But no, I have an internship at a small zoo in the in their vet pro- department, and that's what I'm doing this summer. And uh, the bear needed some work done, and the weather decided no. So is this cosmetic surgery, uh, bypass, heart bypass? Like, what are we talking about? It was a nose job. A nose job. <laughs> nice. No, he uh, he had some difficulty with a tooth, and like uh, I have to be pretty vague about things because uh, of uh, fair enough privacy laws. But yeah, tooth. Poor bear can't eat his <laughs> steak if he's got bad tooth. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Good. Good yeah. to hear that Winnie the Pooh's doing better. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Not quite. <laughs> A bit more grisly than that. Have we lost Cassandra? Have we lost Cassandra? Oh no. It's so upsetting. She disappeared on us. Oh, I guess I'll talk about weather while we wait for it to pop back in. <laughs> yeah, how's your uh, weather? Um, it's cold. Uh, we had some early morning frosts, and I start at work at 7am, so it's very frosty and the grass is crunchy. Um, yeah, other than that, it's been quite a mild week during the day. But yeah, so it's just winter. Winter as usual. We're off to, the family's off to Brisbane, Australia, and their winters are a lot more uh, warmer than we get down here in New Zealand, so it should be a bit... A bit nicer in the coming week for me. Yeah, I always but... like. Oh. Sorry. I yep. always like to forget just how cold New Zealand can get. <laughs> it's not as bad as parts in America, to be fair. 
Like, yeah. we don't get, like, heavy snow here in Wellington. It will get below freezing occasionally in the winter overnight, but during the day it usually gets up to, you know, like, 9, 10 degrees Celsius. Yeah, which you probably don't know. You do know what that means? Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, science. I, uh, I have a decent understanding of Celsius. Well, it makes a lot more sense. As we'll dis- you probably don't know this, but there's a hot debate on this podcast where we discuss Fahrenheit or Imperial versus um, metric. You know, I picked that up. I, I was listening to like a couple of those. Oh, that's uh, those okay. Podcasts, and it seemed to be a recurring theme. Uh, yeah, I think Brian and, and Jeremy try and make it a point of saying they're right, and we all know they're wrong. Oh, are they on the uh, Fahrenheit side? Oh, of course. Or, yeah. But, I, I guess I should be on the Fahrenheit side because I am no, American. No, nobody but, should. Nobody yeah, zero should. and one hundred. It's just so much. Uh, I'll give Fahrenheit this. It's nice to have such a range. <laughs> It's got variety on its side, but no cons- yeah. <laughs> logic. Sorry about that. That out the window. No logic needed here. Cassandra, what's your weather like? Thank you for asking. It is not flooding right now, thankfully. Um, it was literally getting to the point where, like, my sister... It's uh, it's blue crab season, friends. Uh, the happiest time in Maryland. What's blue crabs? And, is this uh, another slang well, or something? No! <laughs> You guys have blue crabs in North Carolina, right, Cat? Is that? Oh, yeah. Does it go? Oh, yeah. Okay. Crab. Blue crabs. Uh, it's it's an important distinction to say you have blue crabs, not because of <laughs> yeah. the STI inference. Everyone in North Carolina has crabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, sometimes people say crabs, and what they mean is Dungeness crabs, and that's actually the end of the conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, it's blue crab season, and so it's the happiest time of all. And but uh, we were it was raining so much, like it was flash flooding like every day for a while, to the point where like my sister had gone out to buy crabs on a Friday night and had to like turn around because all of the streets were like fucking wrecked. So thankfully now it's just um, the height of summer. And the, I believe the next eight to nine days are all going to be 90 degrees and above. It's going to be 100 degrees on Sunday. Um, Why is that higher in Maryland index. than North Carolina? Dude, uh, because wrong. of the swamp, because of the humidity. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, um, probably. And I'm not, like, on the eastern shore, so I also don't get the benefit of, like, the Chesapeake. So, Or, excuse me, I don't live on the Chesapeake, and I do not have the benefit of the Atlantic Ocean, more importantly, uh, blowing this kind of thing away. But it's uh, it's nice besides that. I like it. I've been waiting for summer, and it's here, and I have a really, really well-functioning uh, window unit that, to put it in, I only had to bleed, like, a little bit. So, like, it was great. Everything was all during <laughs> the plan. It um, wouldn't be worth it if you didn't bleed. Yeah, exactly. And I also had to have my father come up and then fix it. So, like, actually what <laughs> happened was I bled for no reason. I, like, jacked up my pinky really bad. Uh, but it's fine. Everything's fine. And I can still lift weight. So that's what matters. Um, Good. But See, I, anyway. I don't know my geography yeah. that well. Because mm-hmm. I thought, because Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Baltimore was quite far inland. And you are, sort of. But you're also on the ocean. And, right, and we also have, like, the Baltimore Harbor, and, yeah. like... So, but you're actually still far inland from the open ocean. That's why you don't get a cool breeze. Exactly. Like, if I wanted to go to Ocean City, it would take me, like, three hours until I was at the ocean. So, that's how far away I am from the real water. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, it's still nice. I really want to go up to a beach maybe this weekend. Do you want um, to know something? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever be more than three hours away from the ocean in New Zealand. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think it's That's, like two is, hours is the furthest you can ever be away. 
How far is it to drive across like the widest part of New Zealand? Yeah, I'm not 100 sure. There is a quite a wide section up in the North Island. Uh, what would you guess? Uh, six hours at most. Okay, because I know it's like four to six hours to like cross like um <laughs> like Ireland, like. But I think that's not long ways. I think that's like shore to shore. So I was just wondering. Um, north to south, New Zealand's really long and thin, as you may know. So I don't actually. North to but, south. Um, now I do. I can tell you a story about it. We, <laughs> but um, the legends of New Zealand is that the South Island is uh, a canoe uh, or a waka okay. in New Zealand, and that the legends are Ma- you've heard, you know Maui from um, Moana. Uh huh. Yeah. So New Zealand. Maui, has- yeah, it's a part of Hawaii. We own that part. <laughs> okay. That's Ma- ours. Ma- Maui is a legend. In and Maori legend as well, New Zealand legend, and oh, of... are you talking about oh M A O R I? I don't spell, but yeah, it's probably spelled different. That, Ma- that's the like the New, New Zealand indi- in- indigenous is M A O R I, right? Um, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. So sorry, Maui. I thought you were saying Maui. Like no, not M-A-U-I. Maui. My bad. Sorry. The, the person, the character in in the legend, and he, and anyway, yeah, him yeah. and his brothers were, were on the canoe, which is South Island, and they fished up the North Island, and the North Island is actually shaped like a stingray. Oh. Um, and the legend. So there are two discrete islands in New Zealand. Man, you. Or are there many? Uh, we I have mean, two I big, looked. two big large islands, and then we have okay. like hundreds of tiny little ones of not much note. There's a couple of noteworthy ones. Um. Do you know the other day I was asking Brian why there were Oceania uh, servers? Because there probably aren't that many people in uh, (laughs) in, in, uh, Antarctica. No, but listen, it was because I thought that Oceania meant, like, Antarctica, okay? Uh. That's what it was. I'm a fucking idiot. And he was like, "Uh, no, Oceania is talking about, like, is it just New Zealand or is it New Zealand and Australia? Uh, New Zealand, Australia, the Pacific Ocean, and probably up to Southeast Asia, Maybe some of it. Okay, like the uh, Polynesian islands and stuff. Too, yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. The Polynesian yeah. islands. Um, so I'm yeah. a fucking idiot. I thought it was like the fucking ice caps. I was like, why do they need their own goddamn <laughs> server? There's there can't be that many people with internet. And um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking fool. Is the uh, I'm, thank you for your tradition your your traditional folklore story. But I'm here to say that I'm a fucking idiot and nobody <laughs> can save me. Um, How do we get onto that anyway? Oh yeah, the north to south. That's what we're doing. So you're north to south. It's a very long ah. country, and but we can't drive the whole way. You have to get on a ferry and on your car and go across from the South Island to North Island and then keep going. Uh, mm. But it's probably a couple mm. of days. How long journey. is the ferry ride? Is it like very close? Three hours. Oh, okay. So there's like there aren't people who like commute between islands, really. No, not 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 on no. a daily basis. It's actually a lot closer. It's only like seventeen mm. kilometers, but there's no civilization from those closest points you got to come around into the harbor and i I live on the in wellington the southern city most southern city in the north island oh have you ever listened to um that podcast the worst idea of all time nope oh it has two people well it has at least one person from new zealand and the other one might be australian but i was just wondering i was wondering if you knew them (laughs) we're small but not that small (laughs) Oh, God. Is there, like, a lot of, like, uninhabited New Zealand? Uh, we have a lot of rural areas because we're a farming yeah. country, but uh, sure. most of New Zealand's, there's people somewhere. Hmm. Okay. 
right. Well, this has been your geography hour, and <laughs> finally, uh, misunderstandings about Oceania have been cleared up. Um, I'm just saying no one else. Do you guys use the term Oceania, like, way more often than I do? Or is it all? Is it just, like, for literally the specific purpose of server kind of stuff? It's service. I'd never use it except for the service. Yeah. Okay, that makes me feel, like, a little bit better, I guess. Um, whatever. Anyway, now that we're done with weather and Vader uh, is on an, an island that won't sink, um, hopefully, we can move on to Cassandra's News Corner. I know you guys have been missing it. It's here. It's back. It's here and it's back. Uh, this is my this is my time. Um, bad news. There's not a lot of news. Um, post E3, <laughs> it'd be like that. Um, so uh, I've got a couple things here, but this is going to be a kind of like a news light episode, which is fine. You know, sometimes it's nice to just kind of like take evaluation of yourself in your podcast and your vocabulary and um, come out the other side. So please, everybody, in light of there not being news, so much news this week, take this free time that we're going to give you as a time to reflect um, and to look into the indigenous stories of New Zealand, if it strikes you as interesting, and if you're not from New Zealand, I guess. Um, <laughs> the, I, I don't have a Jeff Gerstmann fashion watch um, because I was not a huge fan. Like, E3 happened, so I watched all the Giant Bomb stuff. This is a podcast about a podcast, apparently. Uh, but anyway, Jeff Gerstmann wore some new things this year, but not anything that's, that caught my eye in particular. Um, nothing that would suit my sensibilities. And so instead, I'm going to focus on his shoes um, because he's one of the lucky bastards that got a pair of fucking PlayStation, was it PlayStation Nikes, I think? Yeah, PlayStation Nikes. Um, he wore them on the thing, and I think they are dope. I think they're fucking dope. Are they not available to buy? No, 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 no. There was a lottery. You had to, like, do this AR shit with the app. I mean, some, like, they, like, you know, they seed them out to, like, press and, uh, like, influencers. Anyway, so these PlayStation shoes are dope as hell. And to answer your question, Vader, no, uh, you can't just buy them. They are seeded to influencers and people in the media. Um, but besides that, like, you essentially get put into a lottery uh if you go to like nike's app or whatever and if they pull your number then you get the opportunity to buy them and you get to buy them for two hundred dollars that's dumb okay i'm I'm confused what's the purpose of them what is their use (laughs) i mean they they specifically come out around e3 they're just like collector's items basically but they're collector's items that are like officially branded um Mm -hmm. so like a real authentic sports jersey okay, except but you can't actually play playstation yeah. with your shoes. <laughs> well no no <laughs> you cannot uh but you know it's for it's like a remnant it's not a remnant necessarily <laughs> but it's the evolution of like that console war mentality i guess yeah well i think uh, you're missing out on an opportunity with people who want to do like running simulators and stuff though that would be cool <laughs> i saw speaking of that there's mm-hmm. actually i saw like a someone working on a little attachment to for video games we put on your shoe and if you like pull your toes up, it jumps your character. Or you can program it. Is that the it. VR thing, or no? Uh, no, this this one. Was... I heard something about shoes in VR. There probably is, but this one was just a, a okay. accessory to gaming. So if you're playing World of Warcraft, you could use it to like yeah jump your character without having to push a button, like because you're just moving mm-hmm. your foot, kind of like a pedal I'm on a, a wham pedal. Constantly jumping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're tapping your toe. <laughs> um, I will, well, I. I wiggle my toes when I play. I know that sounds weird, but like I wiggle my toes when I'm like bored. That's a very so fun I fact. My character don't. would be just jumping forever and always. <laughs> well, you Jeez. could. I don't know. 
Maybe you could, you can probably program it and set it to, like, attack, so that can be your attack button, so you can wiggle your toes and attack at the same time. Yeah, or you could, stop. like, lower the, I don't know how, like, hard you're flexing your toes, but you could, like, lower <laughs> the sensitivity on it, I bet. And so what I was getting at is that accessory could be used in the shoe like this, and then it could be used for a PlayStation game. Um, fair enough. Uh, I just want to wear these shoes real bad. I think the ridiculous thing about it is really that, like, there's never going to be an opportunity to get these shoes unless you want to re- buy-, buy them from resellers. Like, for a billion dollars? Uh, yeah, like, the ones that I saw, I think I saw, like, one pair up. And first of all, they're probably not going to have, like, they won't have my size because I have small woman feet. Um, and they only sell them in men's sizes, so <laughs> they already don't have my shit, but also, like, resellers, like, I saw a pair of, I think the PlayStation ones, but it might have been the Xbox ones that we're gonna talk about in a minute, um, for, like, 367 and I'm, that's, I will drop $200 on a guaranteed pair of shoes, but I am in no world going to drop 367 on a pair of shoes that probably won't fit me, and are coming through a third party, like, it's not gonna fucking happen. No, that's dumb, like, I honestly thought they were gonna be releasing them as a proper show. Yeah, it's a weird space. Like, it's definitely... There, there is a huge it... demographic who love their shoes. Who, uh, right, exactly. Them. And that is the demographic that's going to pay the most money for them. And also it means that they don't have to worry about demands necessarily. Like, they make whatever, like 200 pairs, and they either get to the public or they don't. But they don't have to worry about taking losses at that small of a number. Um, I think it's ridiculous. They, they but... could release this shoe and sell it for 120 and people would still buy it at, like, at a proper... I know. Yeah, I don't... It's got to be, like, when they work the numbers out to, like, how much people pay for them. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there is a good reason. I think it's sneakerhead bullshit. I think that community is full of a lot of that bullshit. And I think this just happens to intersect with our community because of the gaming nature of it. But, like, yes. I think it fundamentally has a lot more in common with that, like, weird sneakerhead, like, not weird, like, sneakerheads are not weird, but, like, the, the, uh, what is it? Just, like, the threshold of bullshit people who are really into that scene are willing to put up with in order to get a pair of shoes. Okay, like where, the... like, the price is not the problem, it's about whether or not you're lucky enough to get them. Yeah. And it's trash um so i like the playstation ones i also really like the xbox jordan airs they the bottom like the green parts of those soles uh if you're not looking at this everybody should pull it up but uh the bottom the green parts of those soles glow in the dark and i think that's tight that's everything yeah that's pretty cool yes <laughs> that's everything i actually <laughs> to say. Mm. oh sorry shush um <laughs> i actually prefer the the xbox ones i'd prefer it if they were a blue or a red because I don't, uh, I'm not a green, well, I'm not that into yeah. green, but I guess it defeats the purpose. I think that this green looks really good. I think there's a, there's like, I mean, more of these kinds of shoes exist from like prior years. Like, I don't think they do it every year, but like, but they definitely before. do it every so often. And I like this shade of green more than I have liked the ones in the past, yeah, no. I'll say. I, I do like it. I don't yeah. like the Sony ones. I'm going to go with the PlayStation as well. I think the PlayStation ones look better on feet. Is what I will say. I think they look very basic in this, but I think they look like Jeff was wearing the PlayStation ones, and I think they look dope on feet. So feet are um, required. So what? Feet are required. Feet are yeah. Uh, sorry. No, I'm sure if you have robotic utensils for feet, you can also wear these. Okay. But they do look better on a on a human foot. Um, I don't like and the, the problem thick sole. With the... It's too thick for me. Yeah. I wonder if part of that also glows in the dark. Because in that case, okay. Like, <laughs> I'm in. 
I can't believe I didn't. Did you see that tweet? I tweeted the other day about a pair of shoes that, uh, oh, the girl, uh, who is it? Filthy Wizard, uh, had tweeted about it, about this pair of, sh- like, like, platform, like, um. Oh, the, the platform. The wedge. Yeah, like, oh, kind of platform bed. wedge sneakers. <laughs> oh, my God. I love them. They are okay. extremely Korean and 100% for me. They were chalk and cheese oxymoron in in reality. Like, they were complete opposites in design. They were... Impractical, they, listen, uh, but were designed Jesse to look like a, a running point. shoe. Running shoe. Jesse made an excellent point. I think it was Jesse, but it might have been somebody else on that post. I'm going to find this shoe to show you, Kat. Um right. But she made a great point, which is that wearing sneakers and also getting, like, heel height out of them is a small... Like it's not something you can get normally, and that's a pretty good that's a pretty good scene. So yeah, I were, love it. They were like open toe. They're like it was just yeah. They're for summer. They're for summer stuff, man. Cat, check the Discord. I just right. I, I, oh my gosh, I hate them. No, <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, that was like the first thing that came to my mind. Removed. Like, Hot take. Instant, like, Wait, no. click on the link because they're there. I will be clear. They have a red pair, and I like the red pair better. That's. I mean, I don't know if it'll hit you different, I, yeah, but the red. I'm not particularly uh, convinced. <laughs> the that problem is not change. the color. No. <laughs> But just oh the, the, they're a running shoe that you can't run in. I just don't get it. Like, what are you going to do in a zombie apocalypse? It's fashion. It's aesthetic. It's extremely... It reminds me what of, are like, you gonna do in a Japanese apocalypse? Shibuya. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it. You would use them to punish someone with. Like, they're like, for the rest of your life, you have to wear these shoes. Oh, oh, do not get it twisted. They are in fucking foot porn across the country already, for sure. <laughs> for sure, that is what one of the major yeah. people is. Like, that's that goes without saying. But... I like them. When I want to, like, you know, I want to kick it on a summer night. I want to go and look like I skate, maybe, even though you obviously wouldn't skate in these, you probably. You could not like, skate I wanna, in those. I want a certain aesthetic. <laughs> I don't know walk in them. I hate this. I could stand I still. You could easily walk in them. They have, that's the best thing. It's like, you know how easy it is to walk in wedges versus, like, stilettos? I've never worn wedges or oh. stilettos. I wear, wow. like, tennis shoes 99% of my life. <laughs> wow. And then sometimes I have sandals. Gender essentialism skipped right over you. What a lucky, what a lucky duck. Um, but anyway, I wear high heeled boots sometimes because I'm only five foot tall and I like to pretend that I'm tall. Are they wedge boots or they have like a heel? They have like a thick heel. Like yeah, that's kind of in the middle. But I'll tell you right now, like wedges are virtually painless to wear, especially when compared to Mm. like a thinner heel. Like a chunky heel is kind of in the middle, but a wedge, uh, it. It, um, what's the word? It, um, it spreads your weight around in a very comfortable way. So you're not focusing any of it down on a heel and it's very comfortable and these would be very comfortable and I would buy them and I don't want to talk to you guys about them anymore. This is over because I wanted somebody to be in my corner and you know what, Nikki, if Nikki was here, Nikki would be in my corner is what I'm saying. She would be. Anyway, um, but (laughs) that's to show you how light we are on news. Um, If you buy me a pair, I'll wear them. (laughs) Dude, I don't even know. I have tried to look into how you would even buy them. I think they're, like, in development, maybe. Also, everything's in Korean, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> but somebody can get at me and really let me know with that link. Um, the only other real news that we have on here is that new hero for Overwatch. Do any of us play Overwatch? Nope. Nope, but I do know about what you're talking about. And right. It uh, is terrible. It's, I'll say this. It's a cute thing. 
Uh, it's terrible that they uh, have put this into a gaming community that sexualizes a lot of its uh, <laughs> participants. I think that's kind of a weird sitch. I hope they just use him as kind of like a wingman to facilitate other ships. I think that would be pretty dope. Oh, I just yeah. want to know like, the thought process behind behind putting a hamster into this game. That's the thing. Just, like, they don't as think. opposed to what? Cat? Cat, I, what else would they do? I will I will admit this. I know nothing. So are you a game maker, Cat? Maybe hamsters make extreme sense in the world of game development. Maybe you didn't yeah, think about good, that. Maybe I it's mean, easier I to guess make them. I never thought about it that way. There was a cat thing, actually, that was suggested, if not for Overwatch. I for, it was a jetpack cat. That's what I saw going around. Oh, I have a jetpack. I'm in that game. What? A jet, I, I'm a cat with a jetpack. <laughs> in the game? No, no, I was just trying oh. to make a joke about my name, but it didn't work, apparently. Damn it, Kat. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I let you down. No, um, <laughs> there is a... I don't know if it was for Overwatch explicitly or if it was for another Blizzard property, but there was originally an idea that there would be a jetpack cat, and Blizzard kicked it out as, like, too ridiculous, and that's why a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you think that's too ridiculous, but you're bringing this hamster in? And a part of me thinks that maybe the difference is that People get real sexy with depictions of cats real fast, is what I'll say. Do they? <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah, in the furry no. community, right? Like, there are definitely cat furries. Okay. Yeah, I do not know that hamster furries exist oh, yet. Yeah. Uh, they do now. They do now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they super do now. But maybe that was, maybe that was, uh, maybe that, that was Blizzard's idea was that they just had to pick, like, a much less sexy animal to be ridiculous with it's gonna backfire that's their problem um but yeah so that happened uh it's a hamster his name is hammond i think hammond sure have you ever, okay so have you ever seen the show top gear uh the british one yeah the british car yeah show, top gear that uh, guy is a fucking dick but yeah i've seen some of it yeah okay yeah valid yeah uh, but no uh hammond is one of the hosts, or was, before the show. Oh, yeah, the little one, right? Yeah, and they called him Hamster. <laughs> they called him Hamster. Oh, so, uh, that's kind of funny. There you go. That may very well be his name. Hammond I just thought Hamster. that Hammond seemed like a natural name for... I mean, that or Hamilton, but then you got that weird... You have a weird <laughs> fan situation then. You've got the Hamster Furries and the Hamilton fans. I don't know. It just This, to me, just underwrites how bad, I think, Overwatch character design is. <laughs> I know, like, one thing, one or two things about Overwatch. I know that there's a cowboy voiced by Matt Mercer, and I, I said his name wrong the other day, so I'm never saying it again. <laughs> um, and I know there's, like, a gorilla, and I think his name is Winston. It is, it is I don't Winston. know why I know that, but... I know way too much about Overwatch. Uh, I'm, ha I'm happy for the people who like it, and there are some cool characters, but in general, I just think most of the characters are just so derivative and boring. Um... That kind of game doesn't interest me, but I mean, I don't know. Some of the animations look kind of pretty, I yeah. guess. It's it's interesting to see a lot of people who seem to like Overwatch don't seem to like this guy, this new character. They also think it's a bit sad. Although there are some people who really like it, so who knows? Who knows? He just, does he just, like, roll around in the ball? Is it's, that his thing? That's what it looks like. <laughs> ah. I mean, to be fair, it's a good strategy if someone just, like, Came it came at me. A hamster came at me in a ball. I'd probably not know what to do. <laughs> You're like, uh, okay. You're dead. I'd, I'd probably die. I'd probably just get run over because I would not move out of the way because I would be too shocked about the fact that a hamster is coming at me. I can't work out. Is this a giant hamster or is it a tiny hamster and a giant ball? Both are equally disturbing. 
Because imagine how strong that hamster would have to be if it was like a normal sized hamster moving that ball around. It's one strong hamster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or is it just like a tiny hamster and it's just electrical, but like he controls it like a remote control car rather than running? What if it's like a little hamster in a little ball that trips people? <laughs> you can't shoot it. It gets it. under your foot and you <laughs> fly off. You can't shoot it because it's too small. Yeah, it just zips around the field. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's a bit silly to be honest. But I'm not an Overwatch person, so I shouldn't really comment. Well, I guess that covers the news. <laughs> Apparently, there wasn't much. Oh, would, um, <laughs> it's not news, Cassandra. Did you guys know that patches is actually the scariest part of Bloodborne? <laughs> it's like the oldest news around. <laughs> um, I guess we can. Spider patches. Yeah, spider patches. Um, should we talk about games we've been playing? Do you want to? Take us, start us off, Kat, while we wait for Cassandra to join us again. Uh, yeah, sure. So I have lately been playing uh, the Tomb Raider remake, the one from 2013. The first reboot. Um, yeah. The uh, Resident Evil Revelations. But tell us, and, tell us more uh, about what you think of Tomb Raider. It's the only okay. Well, so I've never played any other Tomb Raiders, but I think it's really fun. But I think the most interesting thing is I played it like a year or two ago at a friend's house and I, I wasn't unhappy with it, but I wasn't like, like it wasn't my favorite game, but now that I'm playing it again, it's, it's a lot more fun the second time. This is the, the one that originally came out on Xbox only, right? No, this was the one that was both. No, No, it was the sequel that came out on both. Oh, it was the second Uh, one? Okay, because the first one of the new trilogy... The third one's coming out, right? Yes. Yeah, in September, okay. I think. And the first one was released only on Xbox for a grip. And then the second one came to everything? Because no. no. I know the first Other one way. came to everything. Other way around. Oh. Um, the first, the one, first was... one was... The first one came to everything originally? Yes, and that's what pissed people off so much, is that the second one was timed exclusive, and it came out a year no. later on PlayStation. I could have sworn it was the other way around. That's no, that, that's that's what annoyed people so much. Um, mm, that makes sense. And and yeah, that's kind of the mo for Microsoft that has been throwing money at developers to try and get exclusives, but haven't got any good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, actually, you know what? I uh, I'm here to pull 180 on y'all. I know I've been saying fuck Xbox, the most powerful console, but uh, <laughs> I. A few things happened. One, I thought their E3 showing was uh, very strong for what they had. Um, like, obviously, it was not like, here's a ton of first-party games um, or, like, a ton of new stuff you can't get anywhere else. Like, I understand that. But uh, I think that for what it was and with the studio acquisitions, I was like, I think that they're making progress. Uh, and also, I had the opportunity, and this is going to color my opinion a little bit probably, uh, but I had the opportunity to see Phil Spencer on the Giant Bomb Couch again this year, and I had, I had watched, he's been on there a few times now, um, but I am continuously, and I, I know it's in there, to be clear, I know it's in their, uh, what sort I want to use, like, interest. it's in, yeah, it's in their interest to put Phil Spencer out because he's an extremely personable guy, um, and he does really well for that brand insofar as like connecting with the community and like putting a human face to xbox in a way that playstation doesn't really have uh and also them allowing phil spencer to go on to things like giant bomb really sets him up to be that kind of like human face of it 
but uh, I think it's I think he's doing an extremely good job at it is what I'll say. If it's like a, a tactic, um, like it's done well. Yeah, uh, I, I had a and... turnaround on Xbox a few years ago, similar kind of reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with him. I've become less impressed with him along the time because we just have not seen some any good first party games being. Now released. there has been a reorganization since he first popped up on Xbox, I'll say. Like Still, even since he took It's been three years range. now. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean I'm not saying two you're years, wrong. Um just... but in that vein, like that's why like I know some people weren't happy to see like studio acquisitions. I know people don't like like uh first party exclusives necessarily all the time um but in this climate where they don't have anything really coming out for their for their platform only and in for in in this climate where you have like what is the most powerful console of all time like whether or not i'm like (laughs) mocking it or not like technically um it is it's really uh, their show this year was really impressive to me um i saw more reasons to buy an xbox and i had been on the fence for a really long time yeah, that's what's the interesting thing is, um, as I said, I had that turnaround a few years ago. I got an Xbox, and then they cancelled all the exclusives that I wanted to get. So I've been burnt, and I've been, I'm bitter about it still. <laughs> I'm an old bitter man. And I, like you, I enjoyed this conference. I thought it was a good, really good showing. I think I talked about this last week, but I'll do it again. Uh, it was a good showing, but as I've settled on it after the conference, I'm less was it, I'm, I've become less excited because all they did was spend money to get exclusive showings. But I can't see anything that's that that worthwhile playing on their console yet. I'm hoping they can turn that around. And and you're right, hopefully these acquisitions help them, but that also could hinder those poor studios. I don't want them to go down the Activision route and EA route and eating studios and then, yeah, not providing any good content and dissolving them in a few years. So I hope that doesn't happen, because Ninja Theory did a very good. <laughs> really wish I could uh, help with this, but I know literally nothing <laughs> about that stuff. I uh, during the whole E3 thing, I was like trying to talk to people, and they're like, "Did you see this thing?" And I was like, "Nope, no or that." And then every once in a while, they were like, "What about this game?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I heard about Fallout 76," and that's like the extent of my conversations. That's all right. Um, I don't, I don't know much either, but it's just. Yeah, we talk about so games. Think... Yeah, I don't... yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, mm. uh, yeah. So I, I mm-hmm. get what you're saying, Cassandra. I'm glad that mm-hmm. you're you can find something that you want to play. Um, but I'm... yeah, I mean, and it was really like you know, as somebody who has like really been down on Xbox in the past, like it just reminded me of of how exciting it is to be excited about something, honestly. Oh, and it's um, great. And I, I'm glad yeah. that, that you have finding And you that. can forget about that. Like, you can forget about how good it feels to have, like, a whole new thing, like, open up for you. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, learning to like certain kinds of games or whatever, like, or, I mean, outside of games, like listening to music or whatever, where you're like, you know, oh, I didn't think I was going to like this at all, and it turns out I love it, and now I have this entire new thing. Um, and that's even bigger when it's a whole platform so i'm excited i'm gonna wait for the xbox one x to like drop down yeah and cool. probably next month i'm gonna cop one and play fucking state of decay until i die well I see guess. that's the problem that i've found is like all these exclusives with xbox seem to just be falling short like sea of thieves there is a solid fan base who love it but the majority of people are like okay no and i'm like really right negative. yeah it's not i and that's what xbox yeah. keep doing even state of decay 2 
I haven't heard anyone talking about it, and the people that I have heard mention it are like, yeah, it's not that good. Well, we've but, had two different experiences on State of Decay 2, at the least. Like, I've heard people talking about it um, more affectionate, like, more, uh, no, I mean, I'll say affectionately than I have with with um, uh, Sea of Thieves. Like, with Sea of Thieves, it's very much like, you, there is there is an experience that's being marketed here. And if you can get your hands on it and it is the experience for you, then you will be happy. But otherwise, like, I don't believe that there is a, a middle ground for that game. Like, you either love it or you don't. Um, and for State of Decay, like, the first one was already, like, had its host of problems, but people still enjoyed it. And I think while they didn't fix as many things as they could have for State of Decay 2, I do still hear people who are into State of Decay 1 saying, like, well, this is playable. Like, this is more of what I wanted at the very least. Like, more of the yeah. mechanics that I enjoyed. And it's more um, it's more transparent about a lot of the stuff that was just going on in the background in State of Decay 1. So, so one of the problems I've heard in, in 2 is if you're good and you're doing really well, the NPCs just get dumber. And, like, so you'll get all your resources up. You'll have your base all sorted. And they'll be like, oh, I knocked over the can. And they'll like ruin mm. all ruin all your resources, so it's like built right. in to keep you grinding. <laughs> it just would infuriate me. Um, yeah, it's just like if you since that game is like a total grind, like it has no real story to like live off of. You know what I mean? Like it is the grinding parts taken out of a better RPG and not necessarily improved upon, but at least laid bare for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think for that particular game. I would have the patience for that, and that's even, that's saying something if only because I don't like zombie games, like, at all. Yeah. Like, the only thing that appeals to me about that game are the mechanics. Like, the skin of it is absolutely, like, repulsive to me. I hate fucking zombies. Fair enough. Um, well, maybe we can play yeah, it sometime, because no, I, I have it. Yeah, for sure. I haven't tried Hopefully it when yet. I get it. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you could be completely right. Like, it may be that when I get, like, deeper into it. I don't care for it, but I, there's, there's, you know, other stuff like, listen, listen, friends, there's going to be a new fable. Like they have it with a new studio. They're going to do it. It's going to happen. It's coming. And I'm going to be here and ready for it. I want my so. scale bound. Damn it. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's not, unfortunately. <sighs> at least they fucking, you know, I think that, I think that Xbox, it's a shame. Like, I think they've had a lot of bad luck. Like, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to call it mismanagement of all those projects that fell through. It may be like, the opposite of what a lot of people immediately think, which is like high level mismanagement when in, po when in reality it's like Xbox wanted to give these studios their freedom and it backfired. Um, and that's a shame, but like, I think that since they've been doing this, like more like these, these acquired studios and things like that, like at the very least I see them making strides towards an improvement. And I am happy to see that. Like, I'm happy to see that. Like, even if it's a little bit of progress, uh, I'm happy to see them investing in that. Fair enough. Um, mm -hmm. It's good to be more positive, I guess. Yeah. Um, Just this once. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> um, sorry. And I do love Phil Spencer very much. Also. I love him very much. He's very cool. Good. Sorry. Uh, Kat, we interrupted your Tomb Raider chat. Tell us more about Tomb Raider. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> Kat, sorry to take us on such a tangent, but can you tell us more about Tomb Raider <laughs> and how you like it? Um, and I think you said earlier that you didn't play the original Tomb Raider games? Uh, no, actually. I haven't played a lot of games. I'm pretty... I'm pretty How old are old. you? I'm 21. <laughs> you can't ask okay. a lady that. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I knew she was, like, relatively yeah. young, but also, like, yeah, dude, I have never looked twice at an original Tomb Raider game. Like, that is nothing, there's nothing about that kind of old game that would appeal to me personally. I'm 21, but my, my parents were not fans of electronics. Okay. So as a child, I didn't have any. Like, I, I think I, 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 this is, this is a weird one. I played TIE Fighter a little bit. Okay. Bring that weird one out there. And that was like, and then Fire Emblem a bit. And then, like, my sophomore year of high school, I started getting into, like, Steam. So I've only been playing games for, I don't know how long ago that was. I can't do math. I've been playing games longer than you've been alive, but... (laughs) Nice. Uh, That's fine. You like games now, so that's great. I'll be like, have you played this game? And I'll be like, probably not, but I'll check it out. So what, um, what, what appeals to you in Tomb Raider, then? Well, so I really do like kind of like the whole exploring and uh, trying to find collectibles and stuff. But I also think the combat's really fun, actually. Okay. Um, and and it, it has some pretty smooth combat. And so you played you played Dark Souls. Are you in that group? You're a Dark Souls Which player. Group? Dark Souls. Oh yes, I'm a Dark Souls player. So that's that cool. is that is like my go-to game. Cool. Um. That's interesting because I've heard a few people on Don't Go Up Skeleton and stuff who they weren't gamers until they played Dark Souls. Would you say that's the same with you? Is that one of the games that really pulled you into being more of a game player? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I would say like the. So, I like I met a, a friend at a job and she was like, "You want to play video games?" And I was like, "Sure." And we played Resident Evil Five together. And like <laughs> the second I started playing. I just, I loved it, and I just wanted to play all the games, and I eventually ended up playing Bloodborne, and I fucking loved it, and I was just like, I I also did not realize that it was supposed to be a hard game, so I was like, wow, I suck. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I need to get better at things, um, and from there it kind of just spiraled into, like, being obsessed with the Souls games. That's fascinating, because, so you were a closet gamer, <laughs> you just didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) I remember always just kind of wanting to, but, like, always thinking they were, like, gonna rot my brain. (laughs) And so, like, I felt like I was, like, breaking rules as a kid if I ever played them. Yeah. And now... That's really interesting. It's just what I do. Yeah, so you, you, uh, is your your main form of media that you go to now, video games? Yeah, pretty much. Working on getting a PS4 so I can actually play games as opposed to destroying my laptop. Yes, consoles make things life way easier. See, see Tomb Raider is an interest, interesting one for me because I got, I was on the Demon Souls and Dark Souls very early on, and I could not play any other game for a good year or two after Dark Souls. I would try. I had PlayStation Plus, and I would try, and they I just couldn't. I couldn't play them. And Tomb Raider was the first game I completed post Dark Souls, I believe. It was Tomb Raider and XCOM that got me playing other games. Both have huh. got free on PlayStation Plus. I've heard a lot about XCOM. I've never actually played it, but I've heard a lot about it. Um, XCOM is not for me, unfortunately. <laughs> this beautiful mind was not made for, for strategy. You're not a strategist? Nope. <laughs> not, not, unfortunately not. No. It's very sad. Well... What about, did you play Tomb Raider then, Cassandra? 
So, I did. I think I played, I mean, I played some of it. It's actually funny you mention this, because Tomb Raider was on sale in the latest, like, PS pl- uh, PlayStation, like, sale, this the Flash sale this last week. Yeah. Um, and so I picked up the first one um, for this for this system, because I didn't have it. When I originally played it, it was on Xbox. Um, and I remember I got through, like, maybe a quarter of it, and it wasn't that I, like, didn't like it or anything. Like, I remember enjoying it, but I wasn't as deep into games then as I have become lately, um, and it was really easy for me to just, like, walk away from it and never come back to it, and I think that's probably one of the last real games I played before I took, like, a long, like, maybe multi-year break in between consoles, so I played a little bit of it. I like the idea. Yep. Um... You haven't got to it yet, Cat, but uh, I I think there's some good improvements with the second one. The first one was uh, the Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm gonna say yes because they don't they have all the same. I I I lose track. Yeah, their names they do kind of run together. Uh, so interestingly, I've I've played a little bit of that one actually. There was the tombs uh, were better. That's that was my biggest complaint with the first one. There were there were like caves. There were no tombs, whereas the second one had at least some kind of puzzle. Uh, uncharted style yeah. puzzle tombs which i enjoyed they were they were all quite fun there weren't many but they were they were fun i, I hear there's going to be more of those in the third one yes yeah. Mm. yeah so i'm about like three or four hours maybe into the second one and i haven't played in a while my thing is that like laura looks so different in the second one compared to well the second of the reboot she looks so different I don't know if you guys saw that either. But... I don't remember. Like the actress, like oh, not the actress, yeah, but the I mean, character. Character model. yeah, yeah. I... But did they did they change it to more closely rep- like look like the actress for the movie? No, the movie's way after the second one. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, and I'm... this timeline has me all fucked up. No, it just like every time I like go between the two, I'm like, whoa, they're different characters. Yeah, I can't remember how the difference. Um... Yeah. I can't say I can't say I noticed it. I guess she's getting older. She's supposed to be quite young in the first one. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot how like dark and gruesome the first one is. Yeah, dude, she's like breaking arms like nobody like her fucking her bone I feel like her bones showed through during the first one and I don't th- I don't know if that's actually the case, but like they were always willing to hurt her in the worst way. Oh, it was visceral. Her deaths are pretty yeah, bad. Like, this is- yeah, this is the part when you're, like, going down a river, mm-hmm. and, uh, you can very easily be impaled, and because I suck, I am impaled a lot. <laughs> uh. Love to be impaled. <laughs> down the river. Out Hold of on, context, wait. that's one of the weirder things I've said. Yep, ditto, actually, as it turns <laughs> out. I don't sound, don't clip this audio, internet. Don't. Do <laughs> yeah. It. Too late. Yeah, But it's right. pretty gruesome. Yeah. It, it, they're fun games. I enjoy them. Um, I'm I'm all bow and arrow. I just don't use any of the guns. Yeah, no, the guns kind of suck, except for the assault rifle. It's okay. I'm 100% bow and arrow. I do bow and arrow in that game, too. Which set yeah. me up to really well to play Horizon, like, years later. Like, <laughs> uh... Like, since I, like, probably Horizon was one of the first games that got me back into games, just like I left on Tomb Raider, so as far as I was concerned, it was kind of like a seamless transition. <laughs> You were from linear to open world bow shooting. Yeah, well, it ha- it'd be like that. Did Cat? Was there anything else that you'd played lately? Uh, I've been working my way through Resident Evil Revelations again. That's not my first time playing it, but I have 
I'm I should bow. I have no idea what the timeline for Resident Evil is at all. No one has um, any idea. It's fine. Okay, like I've like Revelations. <laughs> does that mean it's a remake of the first? It does. It's not right. That no, would be a later no, it's one. Its own I don't game. know. Okay. Um, it's actually my favorite of the Resident Evils. The... Did you see they're coming out with a Resident Evil? Was it Resident Evil 2 remake? remake? Yeah, Resident Evil 2 remake. I'm really excited for it. Um, that, it looks really nice. That looks like... Speaking of characters that don't look like they're supposed to look like. <laughs> that original game was, like, very, like... It, it, it looked like the... I, I saw, like, clips of it uh, up against, like, the new one. And, like, the integrity of that character design is probably... It probably makes sense that it's being corrected for in a big way. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think my uh, friend somehow heard what you just said and is, like, marching up to my house to try to jump through my computer to get <laughs> How dare you question the original integrity <laughs> of this game? No, I'm a That's huge fan like. of the old Resident Evils. I haven't really liked them since um, 4, <laughs> to be honest. Did, have, did you play 7? No, like seven? I'm I'm really not into um, slasher horror, and it just seems like it's hillbilly horror, and I'm just not into that. It's not... I just can't get past that aesthetic they're going for. Yeah, I honestly really like that one, but I can I can get behind that. Um, I because uh, to me uh, the Resident Evils aren't horror games. They never were. They're survival games, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I just yeah, yeah I same Evil Evil Within <laughs> is not my jam. It's just that that slasher gory horror has just never been my thing. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Evil Within. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't never play scary it. games um, in general. But that being said, I think that uh, I like some of the aesthetic things in Evil Within. Uh, I think they're definitely serving two different purposes. Like, uh, and even within, like you said, like the Resident Evil genre, there's two different purposes. There's horror and there's survival. And some of the games well, clip more closely to survival when yes. you're underpowered. But also, but, I uh, guess maybe it's the the. the era they were made in um the, the abilities of the developers with the consoles and hardware they had that the horror it was a lot more camp and like outlandish whereas now it's just getting with seven it's just getting too gritty and too i guess real <laughs> and maybe that's yeah. they still have eyeball monsters though so don't worry okay that virus will still turn you into an eyeball monster for some reason yeah and i guess i can't get i haven't they haven't really i haven't seen anything past the hillbilly horror that's at the start of the game and i've been told that it moves into the more classic resident evil after the first few hours it definitely does but i haven't seen any of it like i i was i was actually about to buy it but the stupid game store didn't have any copies in stock because they ordered one for the whole whole of new zealand so (laughs) um so i never get it on and ever since i've just been like "Eh." Jeez. Um, if you get it like on sale, you might enjoy it. It's not. It's not a particularly long game either. I, so. I played the demos. And is the this demos the one fun. that has? I'm sorry to interrupt. Is this the one that has was like um, like serialized, like had chapters? No, or... that's Revelations, Revelations isn't it? Actually, uh, both Revelations. Yeah, both Revelations did that. Okay, but the one on your list is Revelations. So this is yeah, well, my yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Excellent, very good. That's I've seen a playthrough one. of the second one, I think. Um, I've heard they're really good. I heard the AI is terrible. The AI is terrible, though. Like, this support person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much, like, the same for every Resident Evil. Yeah, True. that's the experience. <laughs> that's that's the... Oh, yeah. That being said, uh, my AI partner saved me the other day. For the first time ever in the history wow. of Resident Evil. OP, to be honest. Yeah. Way so... too much. Yeah. First and last. Oh, my gosh. First and last. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like playing it on the uh, like their insane like infernal mode or whatever. And oh, cool. I think I killed thirty or twenty enemies before the first enemy is like scheduled to show up. Jesus! In the game, I was That's like, I may have made a mistake in this decision. Yes, you have. <laughs> Hard, so hardcore, so hardcore. Oh my gosh! Is there anything else, or is it just Tomb Raider, Resident Evil? Have we talked about Dark Souls? Nope. I'm always playing Dark Souls, so. Gross. Yes. That Actually, hi. I'm here. Listen, I know in the past I've said a lot <laughs> of things. Um, I'm I'm talking to the listener cat. God, uh, I've said a lot. Of, no, I'm kidding. I've I've said a <laughs> lot of things about Microsoft, and maybe I've said some things about Souls. Um, and what I'd like to just let you guys know is that I uh I'm still not playing Souls or Bloodborne really. Um, but I have sunk just a disgusting amount of time into lore videos. Um, <laughs> and for DS1 and for Bloodborne. Um, and so, like, whatever, like, ask me anything, I know everything about it, basically, is what I'm trying to well, say, and it's very good. Just play the game through watching me and my son co-op it. <laughs> That's fair, I could do that too, um, but... You don't want to, it's fine. No, well, I've already <laughs> done it, is the problem, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't realize I could be hopping onto your channel and watching you guys play through it in its entirety, so I went with Epic Name Bro, like most people. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Well, it's more fun. Uh, his Bloodborne is extremely good. His Bloodborne run is... Oh, he's very Unfortunately, good. it's like pre... It's pre... Because, I mean, he wrote the fucking guide for it, or parts of it. Um, the the biggest shame about his Bloodborne walkthrough is that it's pre-Old Hunters. Um, and I think Old Hunters has some of the best fucking lore in that series. Yes. Um, but Bloodborne besides that, like... has just was... good lore in general. Sorry to interrupt Yeah, there. no, for sure, for sure. But, like... Definitely, I knew that existed already, but even if I had gone into that walkthrough totally blind, like, the the lack of story around Kanehurst in the base game would have driven me fucking crazy. <laughs> like, and so knowing that that exists, but that I don't get to see... He's been playing it on stream, I just haven't caught it. Um, yeah, he's he changed did, what rather. he does a lot over the last years. Yeah. Um. Um, so it's a shame, but like everything else like i have watched the entire blood bloodborne uh, walk through at this point now and um i don't know it's nice i like debating it reminds me of like some of my favorite things about like game of thrones just just like debating bullshit um and to be able to like put myself into that conversation now without having to have like died trying to play that game <laughs> um i appreciate it and i don't give a fuck if that like i'm big gamer forever like that's fine but like uh, I really enjoyed learning about that stuff. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's fucking right. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so how are you liking the remaster, Cat? Uh, so, I kind of have, like, mixed opinions on the remaster. Uh-huh. I would never pay full price for the remaster, but I got it cheaper. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to, like, uh, be able to so I I got into the Soul series a little bit at so like two years or three years after it was released so there was like no one playing everyone mm -hmm. was playing two um, mm -hmm. so I ran through the entire game on my own uh, and now there's all these people around and it's it's kind of fun to just see everyone and interact with them and have them try to kill me and succeed <laughs> yes it's been really fun once you're like sorry uh, I was just gonna ask like now that I know things about Dark Souls one. Like, what are your guys' like favorite? Your favorite? What your what is? If you had to name one favorite thing about Dark Souls One, like what would it be? Artorias. Nice, that's a good one. Everything about Artorias. 
uh, I can't, Brian, I played a little bit of uh, Remastered when I was uh, hanging out with Brian the other day, and he told me that people thought that Sif was a boy for an ungodly amount of time, Yeah, and no, I was like, that is the most uncultured thing I've ever heard, Sif yeah. is clearly a girl's name, <laughs> like, read yeah, a fucking I, book. <laughs> I love Sif. I hate Sif is extremely her. good. Uh, all that time warp shit around Artorias is, like, very cool. I, I like that a lot. What about you, Vader? My answer is Dark Souls. <laughs> oh, it's kind dear. of a cop out answer there. Give me just anything. Give me anything to show off that I know what you're talking about. That's what this is really about. Do you love the bed of chaos? Is that your favorite part? I like that they tried. Is that Yes, uh, it is Isolith. Okay. It's um, the Witcher Isolith. Uh, it's the worst boss, oh. but I like that they tr they were trying something, and so I give yeah. them credit for the attempt. Um, then I like that they tried something and never tried. Fair again. Maiden, hey, what's up? Fair Maiden is fucked up. That's like a fucked up thing. Like the fact that you can understand her if you have like the ring or whatever, oh, yeah, and the then just rough. like that whole that yeah. whole sitch <laughs> is like one of the most affecting things. Like it's not my favorite thing in the game, probably, but. That fair maiden stuff is like the most affecting thing in that game, I think. I accidentally killed her once, and I think I may oh, have God. actually cried. I like oh, I was like God. giving her all of my humanities, so like to open up a shortcut. So I gave her thirty humanities, and on my last one, I accidentally swung my sword. So not only did I waste oh, twenty humanities, <laughs> right? I also killed this poor creature. Oh no! Yeah. That was a bad night. Were you doing her a favor though? <laughs> yeah, but she didn't even oh. open the shortcut up. Yeah, that's a you. Bummer. You punish yourself, but you put her out of her misery. Yeah, I'm already paying the price for killing her. And you were pretending to be her sister if you're wearing the ring, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fair maiden is. That's a lot, man. That's just like a lot. Like, I mean, everything that happens to like the witches of Isleth is already like a bummer. Like for what they were trying to do. Um, like, uh, this isn't a lore podcast, but yeah, like, my, uh, Vader, if you refuse, if you refuse to put something up like a coward, oh, um, it, 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 I think my favorite part of that game is Priscilla. I love Priscilla. Yeah. She, I, uh, she's cool. Everything around Priscilla. Well, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird story that she's potentially a cease bastard like, child. I, yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. I know yeah. that it's that yeah, I don't it's not up. that I like that part, but it's interesting. Oh yeah, it is. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I I had my first time through, I got into the painted world. Um I got in there and broke my sword and didn't have a repair box <laughs> oh, no. and you couldn't warp out back then. And so I had to beat her oh, with shit. a broken weapon. Oh shit. It took a long time. Oh sorry. <laughs> I bet. Because I read yeah there you, I could have run away, but I'd already, I already aggroed her before my weapon broke. Uh, I think it broke my right. first time attacking her, and then had no repair powder, had no way out, and it sucked. But God. Painted World... Actually, no, I will give you an answer. The Painted World is my favorite part of Dark Souls. Nice. Uh, Pretty good. The, the setting, the atmosphere, um, <laughs> the whole concept of the Painted World is fantastic. And it, it was for sure. great for PvP. Like, that was my go-to for grinding, like... When I back in the I day, I refuse to talk about PvP. It's against my religion. That's fine. Um, I used to <laughs> go grind there. I used to, if I was making a character, I would run, got there as fast as I could, and then I would just uh, co-op and PvP in the painted world for hours on end because it's a really good way to farm. Yeah. And I would level up, and I'd make my Boulder Swag Sword, Crystal, Magic, 
use a bow and destroy people in Dark and Alondo. So, quick story time. Please. You reminded me. So, the first time I ever played Dark Souls 2, I played it with a friend, and we co-opted the entire thing. And Perfect. We walked into the boss room for the first time for the Rune Sentinels, which is a boss fight against uh, three uh, Sentinel enemies. And um, so their HP buffs because my friend's there as well, and she immediately dies. Like, immediately. She may have hit me once and just dies, uh, leaving me to deal with these guys that we have never seen before. And I, I kill the first one, and, like, the other two are barreling down on me, and my weapon breaks. Um, and I had nothing else, and I realized that I actually did ten points more damage if I punched them, <laughs> as opposed to using a broken sword. Wow. So I just punched the two of them to death. It took, like, 20 minutes, because I was doing no damage. But yeah, I've got... It's, like, my Jesus. proudest moment in Souls mode. And I pretty, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fucking Souls-ass thing. And I, 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 and that, like, it's more proud of the fact that I've killed Madeir without taking a hit, and I'm like, fuck that, I punched these guys to death. <laughs> very, very OP, very cool. That is cool. Um, I, the, what's his name? Oh, the big giant in Dark Souls 3. What his name? I thought you were just gonna say the big giant, and I was like Brian. Yorm, Yorm the giant <laughs> Brian. <laughs> um, Yor, yeah, Yorm. He, I was kind of pushing through quickly so we could talk about it on the podcast, and so I kind of burnt out on it, and I was getting kind of frustrated by those end bosses. And I tried the stupid Stormblade sword, but I didn't get it to work, and I was just so impatient at the point at that time. I I fought him by shooting him in the head with arrows and Viscera attacking him like in Bloodborne. It took me. I guess it's one way to do it. It took me like 10, 20 minutes because you do no damage to that guy, but I killed him with a bow and arrow. That's impressive. Um, so yeah, fun. I've got it on video somewhere if I can find my on my YouTube channel. But yeah, Dark Souls brings the worst and best out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Cassandra, what have you been playing? We're gonna get this party this party on the road. That doesn't make sense. But we've got to get moving so we can get you out to. Party time. Oh, we've lost Cassandra again. <laughs> Did we lose everyone again? <laughs> okay, I'll talk about the games I've been playing, because Cassandra's taken off. I've been playing Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah, she's just not there anymore. No, she's gone. But you can hear me, yeah, can't you? So <laughs> The Void can hear me, at least. The Void can hear me. I can keep talking. I can... Yeah, Mario Tennis Aces. kind of hear you. Is Every once in a while, a new game on I the hear Ninten a bit of Nintendo voice. Switch. Um, and it's an okay game. I really, really like the anything. multiplayer, like playing with friends and my son and my daughter. Uh, the one player, it's a mix between Yu-Gi-Oh and Mario. Uh, what is? I'm sorry. Mario Tennis. What... Mario Tennis. Oh. Oh. Like I'm battling the Shadow Realm, but with tennis instead of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's a bit weird. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I don't really have anything to say to that. The the multiplayer is really good. Like when you're playing with friends, I really enjoy that. The single player campaigns, I think, way too hard at times for my liking. I just like don't think I've ever heard of this. Mario Tennis. I mean, I can probably assume what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> Mario and Tennis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously a Switch game. It, it, it plays really well, but just the. The levels and some of the challenges you have to do are like just way, way, way too hard and way stacked against you. And I've 
I've got actually very angry at the game. More angry than I get at okay. Dark Souls, and that just seems ridiculous. Now this is, correct me if I'm wrong here, this is a tennis game? Yep. Like, the, the you know, you hit the ball with the tennis racket. Yes. And it's got levels. Yes. All right. <laughs> just... And maybe my accent that threw you off when I said Mario Tennis, but... <laughs> It was more the fact that I'm... I'm going on an adventure. Like, <laughs> yeah, as I said... A single-player a single player campaign of tennis. Yep. And I'm going, yeah. as I said, have you seen Yu-Gi-Oh? You know the, the, the card game cartoon? I'm aware that Yu-Gi-Oh exists, and I think I've seen a couple of memes about it. <laughs> okay, Yu-Gi-Oh, you, the story, they battle people, and they go into, like, tournaments, and there's a shadow realm. With cards. Yeah, with cards. Right. There's like a shadow, yeah. there's actually, it's a real game, but there's a history that this game's based on that actually, and there's actually spirits of the cards actually are a real thing in the universe of Yu-Gi-Oh. Mario Tennis is the same thing without the cards. <laughs> They're like, I'm going on a this quest. A strange conversation. I'm going on a quest to hunt down spirit stones or power stones to save the world from an evil s- mummy spirit world. Using tennis. Using tennis. And the levels are just way too hard at times, uh, I found. It's at its best when it's one-on-one tennis, but then you get these, like, really crappy levels and that have, like, effects. Like, there's one I did on a ship, and you were... There's a, the master's in the center of the tennis court. And the computer just seems, seems to... seems like an obstacle. Yeah. The the, te- the computer, the opponent, always uses it when it's losing to just get free points. Like, it just will always hit it. Um, and it's just... It just seems like it's way stacked against you. Uh, and I, so I've got very frustrated with it. But the multiplayer is really good. Like, the playing with friends is fantastic. Okay. Uh, and it looks nice, and it plays well. It's just a bit too hard at times. Everything I've seen about the Switch makes it... it like look, Every game like looks really pretty. Oh, it's a great little console. Uh, great little console. Yeah. I'll tell you about Wasteland 2. Uh, awesome. Waste, uh, do you know anything about this game? Nope. Well, if you start talking about it, I might. Like, I might know what you're talking about when you start well, the, mentioning it. I believe, and I may be wrong, Wasteland 2 is made by the developers who made the original Fallout games. Now, do you know about the original Fallout games before Fallout 3? Oh, yeah. Fallout New Vegas was the first, like, before, actual game I played. Before those. So. Before Fallout 3. Oh, yeah. Like, you mean your top-down? Yes. And all that? Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah. So, Wasteland is like that. So, it's more more strategic. Uh, yeah, no, I do know what you're talking about now. Yeah. It was kickstarted, yeah. I think, from memory. At least the first one might have been. But I may be wrong. Um, but yeah, and so I've got it free with placed, uh, Xbox Game Pass, I think. So I thought I'd give it a go. And you can build your own squad of four. And I have a family of four. So I've made my family in Wasteland World. So I've got my... my... Well, what a great way to bond. Exactly. So, with your family. So I built a family with myself, uh, my wife, my son Odin, and my daughter Arya. And I am very concerned because my daughter Arya seems to be a murder machine and can kill every. Oh, is the only one who can kill anything. <laughs> the very she's six. <laughs> uh, well, you're in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. So it's right? a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah, 
You probably want to encourage that in that situation. <laughs> exactly. Um, Help her meet her potential. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the first encounter we had, like, all three of the other characters all missed, and my daughter killed all three of the enemies with her submachine gun. Right. Oh, yay, you're back. So, but, uh, but your actual daughter, does she go around murdering people? Cause... I think she has the potential, <laughs> but in a good way. She's very feisty. Uh, the good kind of murder? <laughs> she only murder bad guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's very... So your daughter's a vigilante. <laughs> she, um, she's very feisty and has a lot of up and go. Uh, there you go. So, yeah, she's a lot of fun, my daughter, and I think the ability to take out dudes is definitely in her realm of ability. Yeah. Oh, I'll take out a dude. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's your daughter in 20 years. Get, get ready. <laughs> I'll call you up and ask for help back then. Uh, you can... Hell fucking right! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's great, my daughter. So it's kind of funny that her character is just so violent. Uh, but I've also made her the medic. I have... Th oh. I think I've let myself down because I had no idea what I was doing when I was doing the character creation. I kind of spread... I think my ability's too thin. I should have just kind of made everyone more specific. And I had no idea that the abilities I was using my points for were... There were more than just shoot man's abilities. Like, because you can specialize in guns. I should have used those for some of the, like, outside of combat abilities, like picking locks or trap disarmament, and so I'm finding it very hard to navigate the world. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll come. I'll level up. Just shoot the lock. I'm doing hard mode, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's a bit slow, and it's really hard to know what the heck I'm doing. I found out I'd run out of water, and I had to Google how, what I need to do to find water. Um, so that's helped. But yeah, it's a fun game. Do you end up finding the water? Uh, yeah, it's in every settlement. There's usually a watering hole, and you just got to re—you have to refill it. It's just a stat that goes down, and if you don't refill it, you start taking damage. Um, so it's not too bad. It seems quite brutal, um, very very harsh, but it yeah, fun enough. I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but it's fun. There was Wasteland too, by the way. Uh, Cassandra, if you didn't. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you didn't know what I'm. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, but you've been here the whole time, so. I have been here the so, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been grossly neglecting my duties. Uh, yeah. And Pretty typical. T uh, before I talked about Mario Tennis, do you have any questions? I've already talked about it, so I'll keep going unless you have a question. Okay. No questions? No, I actually really want to hear about Toad's Treasure Tracker, because I was thinking about copying that, to be honest. I have, It's a re-release re of the Wii U game. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the benefit of having a, the Wii U fail, is that there's lots of games they can re-release on the Switch. That nobody's ever played before, yeah. yeah. And it's not out yet, for those. Uh, oh, okay. It's out in two weeks' time, but there's a, there's a demo. And okay. so I don't have much to say. I just want to tell everybody how wonderful this game is. It's just it's just a it's just a wonderful, peaceful, happy game. It's Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, right? Yes. Yes. So Okay. See, I was never I'm not very Mario adjacent. Um and I never knew about 
Captain Toad is a thing until I played uh, Mario, whatever the last one was. What is it? Gal not Galaxy uh, Universe? What is it? Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, sorry. Um, and so I played Mario Odyssey, and uh, like Captain Toad is like a thing in that, and I was like, oh, I had no idea this was a thing, and I super did not know that Captain Toad Treasure Tracker existed. Um, and so I liked him in that game, like that idea, and uh, the 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 mechanics of Treasure Tracker look like neat, so I'll probably... Is there a demo out right yes, now? Yes, there is. Or... Yeah, there's a demo. Okay, tight. Yeah, I'll probably check that out. So that's, that's what I've been playing. There's three levels, and it's just simple, but there's pu there's still puzzles that you have to think it out. It's a puzzle-based platformer, sort of. <laughs> so you're always in a small-ish arena, and you are working out how to traverse it by, one, interacting with the environment, uh, and... And two. It looked like little mini, the, from what little I've seen of it, which is like very little. It looked like mini, mini little like a uh, Mario Galaxy planet. That's it. That yep. Toad's on. Yep. That's yeah, kind it's of... really cute. That's like a really cute premise. Yeah, and I, I believe they're going to get obviously more complicated as it goes along. And I think I've heard rumblings that they've added in a connection to Odyssey, so you can actually visit some of the Odyssey worlds. They've added levels in, I believe. Uh huh. That's right. Um, it's just a fun game, and I don't think it's gonna. It's coming out cheaper than full retail, which is nice. Um, oh yeah, that's fucking. It's just a just and charming then... game, and I like I like my shoot man games from time to time. I like my somewhat violent games, like God of War's a lot of fun. But it's just nice to sit. I need to play that one. You need to. So who said that? <laughs> Sorry, that was me to like interrupt everything. Yeah, God um, God of War's great, um, but I've talked enough about that game. But I, yeah, um, I'm gonna pick it back up eventually it's just it's nice to have a refreshing game that's just fun and charming and peaceful like you know what i mean like it's just, mm -hmm, just yeah it's just yeah uh puzzle like puzzle-ish games don't really click with me very much like i am not that's not how i decompress really no i don't like puzzle um, games yeah like that idea like uh or like platformers even like things like that like um if I'm, like, in decompressed mode, I'm much more likely to p play something like Stardew or to play mini games in Yakuza, which we'll get to later. <laughs> Yakuza? Yakuza? Um, but, uh, uh, usually, like, platforms are, like, not really my thing. But that one, like, the scope of each level, is is each level, like, one planet, basically, or are there multiple planets well, inside of one level? It seems like each level is, yeah, you've got to debate the... It's kind of... I don't know how to... I don't want to talk about it to use examples that make it sound negative, yeah. but it has your kind of uh, mobile game thing where you've got to get the three achievements. Or oh, three. to like, okay, okay. So like you can finish the level. You've got to get to the stars, basically what you got to get to. you got to get to the power-up stuff. Yeah, that's like a Mario thing yeah. to begin with, so that makes sense. But you can, there's three gems on each level, and then each level that I've seen it has an objective, like an outside objective that you can try and achieve. Like one of them was defeat all, all the enemies. And it's a reasonably passive game. Like, you can't actually fight as Toad. You can't jump on him mm -hmm. like Mario. You can't do anything. But mm -hmm. you can pick up turnips and throw them at the monsters. And so... <laughs> Just force them to eat their vegetables. Yep. Yep. Eat the veggies! Yeah, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> eat the food! Uh... <laughs> I probably wouldn't do well if someone threw a turnip at me either, honestly. <laughs> All right, turnips coming your way. But it's... It, there's... It, there's the puzzles so far are very simple, and I imagine they'll get more complicated. But it's an environmental puzzle, not like uh, the puzzle right. games. It's more that you're turning the map around to see where you potentially could, right. things could be hide, hidden. 
could be hiding. That looks tight. I think I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check out the demo for sure. It's worth. It's, um, it's, it's, it's worth a go. The demo. Um, yeah, I want something cute like that, but like mm, that stuff just hasn't like like really caught me in the past. Um, but I'm always like I always want to like kind of expand my my game Uvra or whatever um, into different like I'm very RPG heavy um, and I wish that I could find kind of the same satisfaction in other more lightweight games especially uh, so that I had something to kind of tune out to that didn't require my like utmost investment yep. like you were saying with like uh, Sad Dad but uh, yeah I'll probably check it out um, although <laughs> this next thing on your list is entirely my bullshit yep. um, and I want to play the demo <laughs> for this too so I want you to talk about it for sure um I have I I'm a huge RPG a JRPG person back in the day, but it's been a long time since I've been able to invest in one. I just haven't bought one. I usually aimed to buy one and then talk myself out of it because something else comes out around the same time. Mm-hmm. So this one, I think I'm going to jump jump into. Um, I've played both the demos, the beta demo, and then this one. Which sorry, this is Octopath. Trial yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, my, my bad, my bad. It. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep me online. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I read the title, so I assumed everyone else knew. <laughs> it's on my notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my bad. Uh, Octopath Traveler is it's just about it's. It's very JRPG. It looks very Super Nintendo with a very modern polish. But oh, that art style. That art style is very nice. Yeah, it has that pixel art, but a real cool fixed background art style that's very reminiscent of your Final Fantasy VI um, Link to the Past. Damn, the, sprites, the sprites are more pixel art. The background is slightly nicer. Graphics, like you, you yeah. get with it, because they're kind of fixed. Yeah, but like the light occlusion in that game... It- like what they've built into like I've heard it described as what if we stuck with two D but everything else kinda of moved along. Yep. Um yep. and or like two D and a half or whatever it used to be called. Um and it's like it's a perfect like if a lot of people say like Stardew Valley is kind of like the perfect iteration of Harvest Moon and this is kind of like that except for the fact that like it's being made by the same people that were in the game back in the day. Yep. Uh but they have that pixel look in like the sound way like i yes uh, yeah and just the, the the rooms and the maps you're in just always look very nice as you said the lighting's really cool there's lots of cool effects um and yeah so what's cool about octopath trailer for those who don't know and i'm surprised that you don't there are, i think it's is it eight characters you can start with mm-hmm. and so you get uh yeah yeah octo their names of course <laughs> Actually, Idiot. Like in the final version, their name's spelled Octopath. So is it a like a classic turn base? Yes, it is turn based. Nice. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a. It, what's cool about it? They kind of twisted up the combat. There's no waiting really. It's all very quick. Um, there's some cool features they've added into the turn-based combat to spice things up. Uh, they kind of went. Um, did you ever play Bravely Default? No, I've never had a 3DS, and that's but I've heard it's very good. Uh, it's a good game, um, and I think, what is it, they, uh, Octopath has, like, burst actions or something like that, kind of, like, where you can make something, like, three times or whatever. Yep. And so you can save, the, yeah, you can save uh, them up by not using them, and then you can do, like, a super yeah. critical attack. Um, and so that, that plays into some of the tactics, which is kind of cool, makes you think a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That is extremely Bravely Default. Like, Bravely Default more so worked on the idea that you could 
move around turn order or you could skip people um and by waiting you would build up the power of the attack basically um and i think we go to like five yeah this has five points you can go to but you only can use three per round and when you use the power up you can't it won't you won't earn one that round once you use it but you never have to oh. wait. By just attacking normally, you get right. a power-up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, which is cool. Uh, yeah, in Bravely, you had to wait. But that definitely, like, it's... You didn't have... I mean, you had, like, whatever, a team of, like, B or something. So one of your people would just be waiting, typically. Um, but it did, like, spice up that, com- like, that traditional JRPG turn-based combat in, like, a really compelling way. And so I'm, like, really excited that an Octopath... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot and the, yeah. I don't know about Brave Default but the enemies in this have weak spot like weaknesses like to, to elements yeah. or type weapons and you can break the enemy's guard by attacking with that type and so there's a lot of learning as you play the, the enemies um, testing different abilities when you come across a new enemy to see what they're weak against and when you break the defense they take more damage and you can also knock them out and they can miss a turn so the harder enemies have maybe four defense like points um mm-hmm. and you've got to hit them four times with the the weakness uh the what the weak against to break their guard but what's really cool is that the the boost points that you add to your attack actually make your attack multiple times and so what you can do you can build it up and then attack them with their uh, an attack that the weak against and hit them three times and break their guard like you can do it in one round which is really cool um yeah, it's good. I went as I chose because she looked badass. I went as the huntress, the hunter lady, uh-huh. and she looked cool. I don't think that was available in the original no, demo. No. I think it was the dancer and then two guys. Yes, I went the dancer in the yeah. original, um, mm-hmm. the original demo. And what's right. interesting, again, for people who don't know, you probably do, is that you can start with anyone, but you can get all those characters. You go find them in the world and help them with their yeah, initial journey. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to like play the game eight times. No. Uh, you like go get, get those characters story. and they're part of your party. I don't think there's anyone else, other playable characters outside of those. There could be. I'm not right. sure. And then each character, like, it's a, it, it matters who you have maybe at, like, the head of your party because each character has, like, explicit, explicit like, means of interacting with NPCs yes, that in the can world. be important, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So my one, That's I challenge right. people to a hunt battle where I you, you use the hunter, huntress lady. She uh can capture wild animals and then use them mm-hmm. as one of her kind of like a magic spells you got um it's almost kind of like the like the um final fantasy 8 where you kind of draw magic and then you have that as an as an I- system yeah you have a use that as a, a consumable it's the same kind of thing these monsters that you capture have a limited amount of attacks you can use them for and oh, okay. and it's a way of getting your your more types of attacks to potentially sure. damage weak spots on enemies, which is really cool. That's fucking so tight. Like the layers of this game are really, really appealing to me. Yeah, and same. Yeah, this seems like a really cool game. And I'm yeah, um, and I'm really excited for this to be my first kind of real RPG in a long while to get back into. Yeah, um, it's it's getting a lot of people. Like, I mean, not a lot, but I know. Um, to reference other things, like, Dan Reichert is, uh, at Giant Bomb, and he's not into RPGs, um, in this game, he's been playing it, because he has, like, early code, and he's been saying, like, it's really been getting him into, into it, and so, like, as a bridge for people who, like, especially people who have been out of RP, out of the RPG game since, like, 
uh, since this art style was really common, um, since, like, PlayStation 1, um, when, like, the JRPG, like, rush was real, um, there's a lot of people who have just, like, never really picked up an RPG since then, because, like, part of the thing being, like, they got older, and the time necessary to play a JRPG is, you know, well known to be long, but I think it's really exciting that, A, it has so much unique stuff, and also that it's gonna bring more people back into this, like, kind of malign genre, yep. I'm really excited about and Bravely that. Default did that in a lot of ways, it got people into the RPG again. That game is great, it has its problems, um, especially with, like, the end game of it, um, and I'm excited to see that, like, this game kind of seems like it's going to avoid some of those pitfalls. Like, it has more uh, unique things about interacting with, like, the environment and stuff that I'm really into. Yep. Um, and also, like, since Bravely Default was made by the team that made Final Fantasy games, there was, like, you know, you had your X amount of different, like, jobs you could have, like, Red Mage, Black Mage, things like that. Um, and so, like, you had to pick and choose who you were going to have in your party, and so you kind of just, like, got used to a way of playing that game and kind of stuck with it because you needed to level those people up. But with Octo, it sounds like uh, you're going to have more insight, uh, more, like, insight? That's not the word I want. Uh, but more reason to kind of, like, you will you can have eight people in your party. I don't know if you can fight with all eight yeah, people sure if it's, yet. like, a four and four. But it seems more even, and you don't have to worry about, like, oh, maybe, like, you don't have to worry about getting stuck necessarily on a boss and being like, I don't know what the right what the right job for this would be, and then even if I did know, I'd have to go train it all the way up. Like, I like this system a lot more. I think it seems like it's going to be more satisfying and less likely to throw yeah. you into, like, busy work so bullshit. So I've got to the point where I've managed, I've found one of the other main characters, um, and I went back, and it gives you the option to choose to, to hear their backstory, the, like, their initial prologue. Mm-hmm. And um, I, don't, I think you can skip that as well if you kind of want to get into a hurry. <laughs> to, just to make it's a... very Dragon Age, by the way. Have you ever played Dragon Age? Dragon Age? Yeah. Like the Bioware Like one. a Dragon Age game. Yeah. Like Inquisition or uh, one or two. I don't like them uh, games. <laughs> well, well it's, it reminds me of that in that the kind of class that you chose started you in a totally different part of the world. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, yep. Uh, um and like you had your own backstory depending on that class and so like you don't collect all the classes like you do in this game but like in that one it was neat because it had a lot of replayability uh i think that they were right to kind of give you everything in the first playthrough i think that asking people to play through a jrpg is already a lot yes and it sounds like it's very much a full function like it's going to be a full price game it'll be a fully featured game um and i think that offering people the ability to play through it once is really like that is what's going to bridge the gap even in an mm -hmm. even bigger way what, what's i don't know what's going to happen past this initial point because when mm -hmm. you look at the characters you see they all have their their drive their goal when it kind of tells you in their kind of description what they're all about and from what i can tell the two characters i've got they have their goal and what they're trying to do at this point and I, that doesn't seem to relate to what's going to be happening is because there's always a big a big thing a big war or something right. that's happening in these rpgs and i'm not even sure what that's going to be at this point um uh, which is interesting mm, yeah that is interesting and i don't know yeah. much about the bigger game past this first and it's done and it actually saves you're in chapter one and that you can collect these characters in chapter one um mm -hmm. so i wonder if you could actually progress the game and miss some of them i don't know maybe you could i'm not sure at this point I, I want to give some criticism though. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the Huntress is cool and her character is awesome, 
Um, and I don't want to speak bad about the voice actress because I don't think it's her fault. The dialogue is right. freaking right. terrible in, Engli- in oh, English. Really? In English, I switched to Japanese. Oh. It's all. Do you mean like the like the is is it like the is the writing bad or is it literally like the the for all you can tell like the voice acting? No, like, I think is the translation no, think, the problem. I don't think it's her voice. I don't. As I say, the actress who did it. I don't think it's her problem. It's that they're huh. using oh, the writing's done in like an old English, so it's always all this ha- thou hath and oh. ha- hasn't and thou I don't know, just Weird. it's all like That's Shakespearean, but not, and it's yeah. it's it's really irritating. Like I can see how that would be great. And so I just switch straight to Japanese, like voice acting, mm-hmm. and I don't have to bother with it. Um, That's great. At least you get that option. It, it, that is good. You're right. But that would be my big complaint, and I don't want to c- criticize the voice actress. I think she's done. It's not her. It's it's that that the yeah. And I think it's that region that she's in. I think because I went to I've been to like another area which is more like a rocky uh-huh. mountain city with the thief guy, and the because I'm reading the text in English, it isn't the mm. weird old English. Die thou. Yeah. So, like, the word, so, like, you can switch her to Japanese, but what you're reading in her territory is still, like, thou has. Yeah, at least I don't have like to that. hear it, because it just sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that's also, I, I understand your criticism. I think it's completely correct. Uh, it's interesting that they have individualized the regions in that way. Like, yeah. that's kind of tight. Yes, and from what I said, I've only been to the two, and I don't remember it from the um, the dancer lady no i don't remember that, that either yeah um so i yeah i think it's just isolated first, to that region the first time the kind I of like a country I don't remember that happening. isolated forest people so i guess they're trying to differentiate it but it just it came across as really irritating <laughs> speaking of dialogue that is my biggest complaint with tomb raider honestly okay in which regard it's just whoever wrote the the script it, it's it's just not. It's just not good. <laughs> and, I mean, it's not bad. Like, it's not like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. It's just kind of like roll eyes. Yeah, and I don't know. Everyone seems to kind of be like phoning it in a little bit. So the voice acting a little bit too too intense. <sighs> a little bit. I don't know. I can't. I, I, I kind of have a hard time criticizing thing people, especially when it's something I probably couldn't do. Uh. Yeah, but it just like every so often it's just kind of like like I don't even really care about the story because like they just wrote it weird. Yep. Or like it's just not. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Well. That's fair enough. And sometimes it's not the voice actors; their voice acting performance isn't very good. But that's because they weren't given the time or the script or the direction from a good director. Right. So yeah, I definitely don't think that their voice acting is bad. Like I would never. I don't think their voice acting is bad. They're just kind of like dealing with like kind of cliche and uninspired writing almost yep that's kind of harsh though <laughs> well, that's fine it's opinion it's and it's yeah that can pull you out of a game i honestly can't remember it <laughs> i think i enjoyed <laughs> the shooting the bow and exploring the world because the world yeah, is I'm definitely not playing the game for the story no the world was kind of fun i enjoyed the detail i uh i have a really like i it is a it's an established thing that i break video games and i make them glitch out and i guess it like transcends video games to every kind of uh technical thing i just kind of break it so sorry about that should have warned you that's right um so, we, so we've got cassandra back yes i think hello 
and I'm going to keep in the bit that Kat told us that she breaks video games and breaks, so it's her fault that the podcast is broken. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can blame me. I'm sorry about that. I will write the appropriate name in my death book. Um, <laughs> oh, you have a death pants. note? Nice. Yep, that's right. Uh, it's extremely anime. Um, listen, <laughs> I'm just going to cut to the chase. I've been playing an extreme amount of Yakuza 0, you guys. I really want to like play an that. an ungodly amount. I am yeah. at 100 hours. I fucked up and stopped paying attention to Kiryu, so, like, Majima is maxed the fuck out. Nice. But I can't play the final fight because you play with Kiryu, at least at the beginning, and he is nowhere where he needs to be. So now I'm just funneling money across the businesses to try to get Kiryu up because you have to buy your fighting moves with money and blah, blah, blah. And um, that's it. So I'm at 100 hours. I probably still have another, like, 20 hours at least until Kiryu is where he needs to be. And in the meantime, I've been getting extremely good at, A, cabaret games, but also playing darts and playing pool. Nice. Um, I really like the Yakuza okay. games. I've been in, I was in them from a, from a while ago and I was talking about them and no one else cared. And now everyone seems to be playing them except me. I just, they, you have got zero is 20 bucks right now. Yeah. At least um, in USD you have, it is the only problem with this game is that I love Majima so much and he is never going to be like this again. And that <laughs> is honestly like really like, I, it's a lot. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it at the end, but, like, the more I think about playing Kiwami, like, the more it bums me out that I won't have this Majima anymore. Um, yeah. I might platinum this fucking well, game. It's disgusting. He is in the games, but he's, yeah, you're not playable. Yeah, he's just not the beautiful man that I want to have my children with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I should get them and play them. It's just, I, it's the same thing with RPGs that put me off, is the, the commitment. There's, they, they are a reasonably full-on game. <laughs> There's a lot to do, and there's a lot to get distracted with. I started playing five, and I ended up spending lots of time being a taxi driver. <laughs> it was nice. it was great, but it's also on the PS3, and so it's hard to go back. They have an allusion to that in one. You talked or in zero, um, you talked to like a, a fortune teller. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a but great. I, I love these games. That's a lot. I'm going to try to be on the podcast again soon so that I can talk about that game for 45 minutes, which is exactly what I had planned. Um, besides that, like, I I will briefly mention Thief was on sale the other day. I'd never played that. I bought that. I've been playing that. I got uh, Moonlighter, which is also very good, although I kind of wish I'd waited till it came out on Switch. And if you're not like me, you should do you should wait till it comes out on Switch. It's just a more Switch-oriented game, okay. in my opinion. I'll keep that in mind. Um it's like a, it's a, if anybody's ever played Resetier, uh, it's like that. Like you run a shop, but you also fight in dungeons. It's very good. It's very tough. Oh, cool. Um, Polytopia is a mobile game that is basically a, uh, like a, a boiled down version of the Civ games, um, which probably doesn't make a lot of sense, nope. but like you should absolutely, it's free. Like check it out. Polytopia is what it is called. Um, if you have any interest in those kinds of games, it's extremely satisfying to play. There's different ways you can, like, there's different modes you can play it in. Um, and I adore it. Um, and then I don't think I talked about my deep obsession with playing King of Dragon Pass. Uh, it's a very old, I'll save that for another time. But what I want to say is that King of Dragon Pass came out in 1995. It's an extremely good game. You should play it if you can. And if you have played it, you should know that the spiritual successor to it just came out a few days ago. It's called Six Ages. Um, these are text adventure games, by the way. So you can play them on your phone or anything else. Um, well, Six Ages you can only play on an iPhone, which I don't have, and so I have not been playing it, and I'm very sad. And that is the end of my game section. That was very quick. You're making us look bad yeah. how long I spent on my games. 
Nope, you guys have totally reliable internet connections, and this is the way that it goes. I will not be caught in I will not be caught in the bad place again. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but we'll sort it. Um, should we move on yep. to feedback just before we lose you and before you cook yes, inside please. your steaming hot room? Exactly. Um, yes. Uh, Matt, what, it's it's Matt, right? I keep thinking yes, I'm Matt. saying Ninja hey, it's not that. Yep. Yeah, man, it's yeah. Anyway, our good our good host Matt Ninja Badger, um, as per usual, has done the magical question of the week because he is the best at it. And the question this week was, what video game character do you relate to the most and why? Um, my personal answer is Majima, and that's my own business. <laughs> and I'll talk about it in private if anybody has any questions. Um, do you guys want to answer it before we move on to feedback? Uh, I don't. I'm I'm terrible at these things. Okay, <laughs> Uh, um, everyone's gonna mock me no matter what I say. Well, yeah, but like, so what? Are you? Do you want to say hunter? Do you want to say a hunter? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say um, all the dads and all the game video games. <laughs> nice, Kiryu and Yakuza Six for oh, sure. Oh yeah, heck yeah. Um, him and oh, what is Yakuza. Which one is it? Three. He runs an orphanage. Yeah, yes he does. Just like Dojima did, or the uh, Kazuma Dojima. His his like dad figure ran a orphanage, and that's how Kiryu ended up in the. Well, he was thing. adopted. Yeah, wasn't he? So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And his main dude, like his his like the way he got into the yakuza was that the yakuza dude ran the orphanage, and um, that's how he came up into it. So the fact that he then starts an orphanage is very cute, or at least maybe he picks up. I'm not exactly sure, but like it's very. It's fitting, and it makes perfect sense. Kiryu is a pure soul. Beautiful. That's it for me. That's my one. Thanks. Kat, do you have an answer? Nice. Uh, I don't really have one for myself, but I can tell you what other people think I'm like. Okay. I've been told I'm a lot like Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Which I That's the good one, right? Bad one. Yeah, because it's not Aerith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, stabbed. Tifa best wifey. Everyone, that's what everyone says. <laughs> Tifa and Cloud forever. I would, yeah, I was tempted to say Cloud just to wind Jala up. Uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, that seems good. I, I hope you are a Tifa. I hope that's correct. I hope it's I not do, just a friend thing. I do like um, to punch things. Good. So. <laughs> Punching souls everything. Um, as far as feedback, I'm going to go first, and then Vader, you can take it, and then Kat, you'll go, and we'll just go in a round over here. Sounds so good. for feedback, um, Lord of the Likes, at night underscore twitten. The main character from Journey is the person they relate to the most. Uh, the world is a wonderful, beautiful, and occasionally terrifying place. Things beyond my own power seem to keep moving life forward, and things can get very difficult. But in the end, I will experience something new and exhilarating. Uh, so that's what they said. I don't think we can answer it. I think it does it for everybody. What a good answer. Oh, is that everything? What a good answer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. No, I mean, that was very, is very heartfelt. It's really like, it gets down to the idea of like, why you would identify with a video game character and what you can get out of it. And I think that's really, it's really sweet. I just want to say Cameron's cool. We like Cameron around here. Cameron? That's the name. Lord of Likes. Oh, is that their name? Yeah. Lord of Likes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good Twitter follow. Knight underscore Twitten, T-W-I-T-T-E-N. And good guests. He's of the... a really nice guy. Yeah, he's very nice. Um, And regular guest on this podcast. Wow, I wish I have ever met him that soon. We'll we'll soon. sort it out. We'll sort it out at some point. <laughs> um, he's a trooper. He gets up at like 
four in the morning to help us record sometimes. Wow, what a sweetheart. He's, he's in like a real weird time zone in Perth, <laughs> Australia. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And next is Michael Prin. Um, at Michael Prin. Uh, Jackie Estacado. Estacado. Yeah, from the dark Darkness games always resonated with me. I struggle sometimes with my not as literal demons <laughs> and I've lost <laughs> in, important people in my life because of them. But with a little perseverance, we can become, we can, we, sorry, perseverance, we can maybe channel these struggles and do something good in the world. Haven't read oh. the comics, by the way, just acting off what's presented in the games. Apologies if comic Jackie is uh, secretly <laughs> a mega shithead. God, it'd be like that. You can't ever know. I don't know. Um, I don't know there was comics. But yeah, good answer. Sorry to hear about your demons. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's you've got, We've got to use what's bad against us and turn it to what we can do for good in the world and try and change it. Absolutely. Um, Kat, you know John. Maybe you can read his. Yeah, I get John's. Yeah, that's uh, really funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 50 Dexterity or at probably 99. Oh, wait, no, wait. That's all wrong, but... <laughs> At, at 99 Dexterity Oh, 99 Dex, okay. Yeah. Uh, he says, there are many characters I relate to and associate with, but I'd have to go with Kirby. Kirby and I both learn from opposition and adapt to survive. Plus, soft and pink are two words that can be used to describe me pretty well. Okay, I hate this. This is bad. <laughs> no, he's done, first of all, not even on his brand. He has a fighting game brand. He had so many people to choose from. Kirby and Smash does not count. And also, he <laughs> said soft and pink, and this is this is why we can't have nice things. I don't, like <laughs> I don't know if you he, do better. You know, you John know his um, icon is uh, Solia Kirby. Yeah, never paid attention to it. Couldn't <laughs> say. Couldn't say. You know, I've uh, been like looking at his icon for a while, and it's always been like similar. Like my brain was like, you know that character, but it's like so cluttered with the Solaire that you can distinguish what it was and now i realize yeah it is in, Cur in fact kirby it's a solid he, he, he does... <laughs> and i kind of wish i didn't know that information he, he does like his kirby <laughs> a lot but it is a bit of a cop-out because kirby <laughs> just becomes whatever he eats is doesn't he exactly so you yeah, are fucking, all characters ditto. <laughs> my favorite pokemon is ditto get out get out you girl scab uh, <laughs> um next up is a picture reply that uh, got Jeremy banned from our entire community by virtue mm -hmm. of me. Uh, Jeremy Greer, at JG Greer, you may recognize the name. He posted yeah. a picture of Patches from Dark Souls, and I hate it, and I hate Patches, and I hate Patches in Bloodborne especially, and it's a bad thing, of, and I would never allow... spiders with faces? I'm not a fan it's... of you talk to this dude in the nightmare for a minute, and then you're out in the in the, in the nightmare, like out of uh, what is it, Bergenworth, and you're like out in the nightmare, and then he just comes up and kicks you, and I know that's like his stick, his he his stick. He just wants to teach you a lesson. He just Listen, wants to make sure that you are a better person afterwards. There is something about the fact that you meet this guy, and then later he shows up to kick you off the cliff. Which I no shit find extremely disconcerting. It's not even the spider thing, honestly. <laughs> it's this, like, it's this really creepy. It's like those old games that used to, like, one of those old games that, like, knew what other games were on your uh, your save cartridge and could mm. mock you. Like, the knowing. Metal Gear Solid. There's something about the knowing 
that horrifies me about Patches and Bloodborne. Like, he knew you already, and then he showed up to fuck you up, and that's just, like, especially in that game where you just don't run into people very often, um, that, it honestly scared me. Like, I had trouble getting to sleep. I'm you would love that. him in 3, in Dark Souls 3. You'd love I can't him. be trusted with Patches content right now. I'm not at the, I'm not at the spirit level that requires, um. <laughs> this is the worst Patches. I have all the, all the Patches. Yeah, no. I do hate spider Patches. Yep. Vader, please, please. Continue. I don't want to. Please take it. Okay, I'll delete it. I'll delete it. Go to the next. Dead. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is a new response from someone I don't recognize. So welcome, Stacy yeah. Armstrong. Hello, Stacy Armstrong. At Stacy A two five seven five six one four eight. Nice. Definitely not a bot. Nope. No, I'm sure you're very normal. <laughs> Aren't we all bots? I relate to mm. Siri because. Because I get myself into bad situations and have to solve to solve while doing by myself. Treat the red writers as a problem. Sometimes run from the problem instead of dealing with it. Fair. Fine. I don't. Cat, what's next? Uh, Master crafted Matt at Ninja Badger Seven. The question asker who should not have been allowed to reply. Well, he's okay. <laughs> He says to his own question, uh, the Doom Slayer, who is constantly battling demons, loves metal music, and appreciates a BFG. Big friendly giant. Big gun? Yeah. Big fucking gun. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, when, I, when that movie, like the BFG movie came back out, and like like there was like the title card for it, I was like, why are they making a kid's movie about a big fucking gun? That's weird. See, no, it's always been, <laughs> it's always been Big Friendly Giant to me. Does Roll Dahl books, is Roll Dahl right? I, I think it is. Right, rolled out. Yeah, it's been, right. yeah, from my childhood. Always read them. Squiz Popper, or whatever it's called. <laughs> nah, Big, Big Friendly Giant's better. Yeah. The, the China Chocolate Factory is just too close to home. My name's Charles, by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> oh, hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure that one out. <laughs> um, oh, this is, uh, something happened here. Who were we up to? It's Cassandra, you, isn't it? Morbid Beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our our old host uh, at Morbid Beard, uh, a friendly face yet again, uh, says, it's not Raiden, it's Raiden? What's his name? Raiden. Ra- Raiden? Okay, I don't know. Raiden, he misspelled it, it's his fault. Raiden from uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, back when MGS2 came about, everyone moaned about Raiden because he had never, he had never-ending girl trouble and everyone hated him, which was pretty much my life back then too, so I've always had a soft spot for him. Um, that's cute, that's adorable, I like it. Yeah, um, I don't have much hate against Raiden, as some people did. I've never played a Metal Gear, I've been sitting on Phantom Pain for a while now, and I'm gonna get around to it. I think that's going to be my Metal Gear. I think that's the one I've been waiting for. Um, and then finally, in a selfish, <laughs> unbelievable act, Vader asked, Switch game recommendations for, tra- tra- for traveling? As if, like, not every Switch game is a game for traveling. No, I mean, it- I guess not Breath of the Wild if you don't like the, like, the frame cut or, like, the quality cut, but, like, most games on Switch are for... You're right, Traffic. but there are some games more suited for being on a plane and stuff like that. Also, the answer is always Stardew Valley, and I can't believe you even asked this question. Stardew well, Valley I'm about to go on a holiday, and I wanted suggestions, because I've already got Stardew Valley, and yes, I can keep playing it, but there are other games, so stop being always mean to me. Always forever, research. <laughs> <laughs> Brian says Hollow Knight, Sen, 
Send plus at sentient plus un- sentient. I can't believe I said that right. Sentient underscore plus says cat quest and the adventure pals. I'm not familiar with any of those except for Hollow Knight, but Hollow Knight is new and fancy. Um, so maybe that's already played want. it on Steam. Well, sorry, cat quest. Brian. I went and bought cat quest. Get it up. looks adorable. Your little cat is in armor. winter holiday. Will Octopath be out? Isn't it coming out like August 28th or something? Oh no, that's a dumb thing. Octopath Traveler comes out like the week after I get back, like the week I get back. Oh, that figures. Um, what else? And so does the really the Toad Adventures fish. comes out. Um, oh. So like. Um. Have you guys got any else? suggestions? I'm trying to think of. I don't have a switch, so no. <sighs> oh no. <laughs> um, Gorgoa is a nice puzzle oh. game that's like fairly in like it it demands a lot of your attention but it's really it's fun it's interesting it's not fun it's not particularly cute but the art style is very outstanding i'm pretty sure it was made by one dude um and it's it's interesting i like it um i don't want to play it while traveling because it requires so much attention though in my opinion oh i wish um, i wish i had linked to the past on the switch i could do it playing that on the switch that'd be fun hmm I wish I was like close enough to my Switch to even see what I've got on there. Now, but, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, you just wrapped this bad boy up. It is yeah, for sure. Never mind. Never mind. Listen, I'm melting. I have to. I have to leave. Uh, Cat, it has been such a pleasure. I'm so sorry about the the, the technical the the heat the the really what I'm gonna blame on the sun and Gwen. You can, you can blame it on me because I I mess up technology if it makes you feel better. Listen, your fault. Solaire's fault. Gwen's fault. I'll blame it on anybody. It's John's um, fault. As, it is. You know what? It is fucking John's Always fault. John's John fault. ruined everything. Everything is John's fault. Thanks, ninety nine decks, which is a lie. He's never gone to ninety nine decks. Everybody should know that. No. Um, and also, thank you very, very completely to my very understanding co-host Vader Charles. Thank you so much. No worries. And hopefully there will not be such a large gap between me being a host or on this podcast at all. Um, in the future, I've missed you guys, and so I'm happy to be back. And we are looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks. So I hope everybody enjoyed everything. And if keep an eye out for Matt's next question, because as usual, they will be fire. Um, but thanks, and we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Upon a time that was a boy who lived in poverty Never really knew he was poor In hindsight, honestly, he was too concerned With the beauty in his neighborhood Like Miss Bueller, who always thought that the day was very good she said things like, young man I made you with a purpose, and every day You're gonna fight giants, so don't be nervous She was like the block's designated Grandmother, and though they were different She taught them how to love each other in the greater scheme of things, we really need each other. So don't be colorblind, but actually respect the color. To all my pasty folks, melanin is quite beautiful. The different shades alone should more than astonish you. Consider the fact that most canvases are white. And it's the color actually brings the painting to life. One without the other is no work of art at all. So when we work together, a masterpiece is created, y'all.
Close your eyes and make believe the world's a better place. That people see your soul before they see your face. That we're more concerned with friendship than we are with hate. Now the best thing is when different people collaborate. In a world where people actually give constructive criticism. Where before they speak they consider your artistic vision. A world where anonymity is in the past for bigotry. Where your animosity actually affects your reality. In the greater scheme of things, we really need each other. So don't be colorblind, but actually respect the color. To all my pasty folks, melanin's quite beautiful. The different shades alone should more than astonish you. Consider the fact that most canvases are white. And it's the color that actually brings a painting to life. One without the other is no work of art at all. So when we work together, a masterpiece is created, y'all. Thank you.